I love me a fucking final girl. You're gay. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Spooky season greetings and salutations, and welcome to Hacker Slash. If you're joining us again, welcome back. So stoked to have you in person this time. If this is your first time listening, welcome to the party that you're missing out on right now in Orlando, Florida. We are a horror movie review podcast dedicated to telling you whether a movie is a hack, a total joke, a waste of time, or a slash. Totally killer, pun intended. We believe horror is for everyone, and as such, we're rating these movies with a perspective we've gained from our varying walks of life and the flavors of fear we fancy most. My name is Chris, I'm your friendly neighborhood slasher enthusiast, and this week I'm joined by the cowardly creeper Ryan, Hiya. the classic horror connoisseur Sean, Oh, I feel like this is where I would normally say something really funny, but I have nothing to say. The paranormal paramore Binks, Hey everyone. The Superfly Space Guy, Mac. Hola, muchachos. Y nuestra amiga de los muertos, Vero. What's up, chicken shits? Now, we are here gathered live at Studio D3 in Orlando, Florida on our podcast sixth anniversary. And that's already a pretty big deal. This is already the longest commitment of my lifetime. However, we're also recording our 300th episode. Incredible. 300. That's a lot. It's honestly pretty pretty mind-blowing. Not the woo. Not the woo girls. (laughs) Where are my woo girls at? (laughs) (laughs) love it absolutely amazing so we thought we'd take a journey now last time we had a milestone episode it was in january of last year i believe it was episode 200 and i was felt like it was gonna be a really special moment and we thought okay we'll do some milestones but then i ended up getting kidnapped ryan couldn't answer enough questions oh i ended up dying by ghost face hand oh god that was a traumatizing experience for me it sure was. I feel like I deserved better than what happened. You know, I was proud of you for the couple questions you did get right. Don't ask me to reference something. <laughs> That's fair. So we thought we'd make good on the promise of actually delivering the milestones and reflection that we considered doing back in episode 200. And I think we're going to start with Mac. I think we have some interesting stats to share from our team. Let's start with Vero. So nothing but slashes. Our full movie reviews slashes. Yeah, I like what I like. I like horror. I like all of horror. But here's the thing. Maybe I'll slash, but the ones I've done is because I really like them. So, you know. I need to say that you've had a very inauthentic experience in only reviewing your favorite. I know. (laughs) It's literally not fair. All I've done is watch shitty movies for like five years. Listen. And die every Sunday. I, you guys are going to get me one day and it's going to be a hack. I know it. But so far, all slashes. I hope you feel misery. (laughs) But it's, it'll be hard. It'll be hard. Let's move on to Binks right here in front of me. So Binks, out of 47 movie reviews, you've given out 13 hacks and 44 slashes. I'm pretty disappointed by that. And and here's the thing. I was talking to Sean about this earlier because I feel like I've given a few soft slashes. So I need you all to be prepared. I'm going to be a lot harsher. And I also anticipate that Rob's going to hate me a little bit more because I'm going to continue to hack things that he'll enjoy. <laughs> yeah, cut that soft shit out. She's going to lay down the law. Let's move on to Sean. 67 movie reviews. 14 hacks, 53 slashes. Woo! Yeah, see, that's a lot of slashes too. So I don't know. I know we were just talking about that, Binks. Like, we got to start laying down the law here with these hacks. But one one hack I'll never take away, or one slash I'm never going to take away, is Skinamarink. So if it didn't get brought up, it's staying a slash forever. I just want to point out what a proportionate balance our two Virgos on the cast have. Mm. Because they're only one hack apart. That's true. Interesting. Yeah, the new blood's too soft. <laughs> too you soft. Are, you're, you're slashing too much. Catch me next year. Catch me next year. I'll keep an eye out. Yeah. 
Let's let's take a look at Ryan now Talk instead. Talk to me because um, I did slash a lot of stuff. Moving on up, uh, 144 movie reviews, okay. 67 hacks, 77 slashes. I feel so good about that 50%. <laughs> that, I mean, it's as close to 50% as it needs to be. I feel amazing about that. Yeah, you're pretty fair, it looks like. Uh, yeah, I, I slash stuff that's good and I hack stuff that sucks. Well, I mean, quite frankly, you are Ryan to be fair for Mo. So like, it's literally just to be fair, I just need to keep it even. I'm here to be logical and also know that some movies suck well we can disagree on certain things as well so that's that's all right because i've gotten up to 193 movie reviews 51 hacks and 142 slashes oh what a clip soft what a no, clip i'm forgiving you sure are but why i just like to have fun that's what sean said we're just trying to have fun ryan's a no no fun zone <laughs> <laughs> no fun zone on the couch. I think it's fun, but I think you guys are lying to yourselves. And you're like, oh, the ending of this movie for the 30 minutes that I watched, a fourth of this movie sucked, but also it's a slash. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I don't know. What do I know? I'm, I'm, I don't even go here anymore. <laughs> well, I, I think we should, we should, obviously, we've been leading up to it, but we got to talk about Chris. The longest tenure here, 281 movie reviews. That's 55 hacks, 226 slashes. I like a lot of bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's just, I mean, I'm going to be real about it. I think it's funny that I have however many, I don't know what's the math on 226 minus 142 more episodes than you. And we still have only, I only have four more hacks than you. That is very, that's very interesting. You know, I think, and probably those 55 hacks are probably all Halloween. You know what I mean? (laughs) Certain Halloween movies? No, I didn't hack Rob Zombie's Halloween 55 times. That's <laughs> not how that happened. That's not how it happened. Okay. It's the rewinds. It it's the rewinds. Am I the most reasonable person here? <laughs> Maybe. What the fuck is going on? You just feel the need to divvy them out evenly. That's all it is. Yeah. yeah. I just feel like sometimes if I'm not around, it's going to be a universal slash and it shouldn't be. Honestly, what we did last night? It was so important that I was there. Y'all, it had the numbers to be a universal slash and here comes Ryan. Because not it doing it. Good. She said, no I don't want to talk you. about it. Now I just realized these people will probably turn against me. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that is absolutely wild. And I think, you know, maybe the amount of slashes that I've had over year over the years is an indication of how not much I've grown. But let's talk about how much our audience has grown. Because man, October 13th, 2017, this day, six years ago, also a Friday the 13th. We had exactly zero listeners. One, yourself. No, I didn't even listen to it. (laughs) (laughs) Not with. I know how long it used to take to edit before time. In the in the early times, the before times, I would imagine you wouldn't listen. Yeah, no, I. Yeah, it it was also like you know we're just finding ourselves. We're just trying things. You go through that phase of podcasting. You're like, I just talk, right? I don't have to really listen back to it. I don't got to edit it. You do. You absolutely do. Please edit your set. (laughs) But to think about that, right? Like six years ago, we had zero listeners. And now we had like our highest single month uh, in back in August or just regular content, not like our double stacked months, over 20,000. Amazing. Wild. Wild. Oh, thank you. Thank you, everybody. It feels pretty rad. And I just, you know, it's, it's also wild to be doing this here tonight and to be sitting, to be sitting here on this stage with all of you here, people from Canada coming, from Cali. Hi, Midsommar. Jazzy. This is a good fit. I love it. But to think about this, right? Like, 
I consider where I was six years and one day ago, right? And this was a point where like my life wasn't in a great spot. I was in Virginia. I had already, no, I hadn't even met Ryan yet. I had known Mac and that's it. And to think about how life has changed and how six years and one day ago, Chris had no idea what was coming about like the people who would come into my life. I just think, man, what a special thing this has been to bring us all together. So thank you. Thank you for being here. Literally, we're all just here for you. No, that's not true. 100%. I flew from California just Everyone's for you. Everyone's here for you. Very true. No, you're so sweet. You're so sweet. But uh, I think one of the common questions that we get is, how did this all start? How did it all happen? And this actually started when I wanted to do a blog because I was getting back into writing. I used to write a lot when I was younger. And I realized that it was mad boring just to talk to myself about my own opinions on things. And I really wanted connection and really wanted to hang out with people. And I actually started this as a creative project because in the midst of like my struggling depression, I wanted to prove something to myself. So I had, uh, you know, an instructor when I was in the Navy tell me I would never work in broadcast or radio because I had a stutter and my hearing is also pretty rough. So like audio engineering was just always a super trash experience for me. And I had a friend, this was Dan. For those who remember the very first episodes of the podcast, who worked with me at the mortgage company I worked with and um, he and I started this with a couple co with another coworker of mine and his wife. And I just think, man, what, a, what an evolution it has been since then. Because it wasn't too far later that Peach, hi Peach, in the back, that oh, Peach we didn't joined even, us. We didn't even shout out Peach. <laughs> Come on. That Peach joined us with Alexis. And then after Peach and Alexis, then came Mac and Ryan. That's right. One episode apart. Yep. And I didn't even like Mac that much. Oh, uh, that's true. I learned that recently. It's not that I didn't like Mac. Mm. <laughs> it's just uh, we have interesting personalities for each other. We had to learn how to be friendly for each, right. for each other, which is okay, perfectly fine. I'm not like the chillest person. Like I'm, I'm <laughs> cool, but like it takes a minute. You know, I'm a little aggressive. Ryan, do you remember when I asked you to be on the podcast? You were like, "You think cool things," and I was like, "All right, sure." And then it turns out now I'm the antithesis of the podcast evidently i'm like the evil one well i mean that's not i wouldn't say you're the evil one right but so let's just take a little journey back here because we had the before times we had the beginning times and as humble as they were uh we knew it was not where we wanted to be in terms of just like chemistry and i think about like the things that i craved i'm the youngest of five all my siblings thoughts about horror movies right so i think i was always subconsciously searching for this experience that felt like talking to my brothers and his sisters, even when they were back home in Miami. And I remember Brian would say the funniest shit at work, <laughs> the absolute funniest shit. It would have me dying laughing. And then I thought, she reminds me of my brother, Danny. I don't think I've ever told you that. Oh. But we had this moment and then we had Mac as well, who also reminded me of my other older brother. And just in terms oh. of like the depth of conversation about horror. Yeah, I think it was interesting because I, I listened, you know, before I joined, obviously, and I would listen on road trips and then I listened to Pet Cemetery and had to share with you my thoughts because uh, I think it might have been Alexis's thoughts that I disagreed with. No, <laughs> I, it, it could have been. It could have been. But it was interesting to me because one, it was cool. You're you have a podcast. I love that. But I like a lot of movies and TV shows and all sorts of stuff. So it was very cool to be able to have a discussion with somebody because I am I, I don't know. I'm kind of really casual when it comes to movies like I love Star Wars. I love Star Trek. I love all sorts of other stuff as well. But I don't know that much about all the details. And so I, I still even though I love these things, I'm 
still pretty casual. So I could have that kind of conversation with you. And then you could lead me down a deeper path, which was always really nice to jump into a discussion and learn a little bit more about things, whether it was horror movies or anything else that I happened to be interested in at the time. Um, so it was, it was very cool. I would say it was very flattering to get an invitation to join you as a guest. Obviously we, we had these folks in place. Um, we were pretty much locked set for a little while. So we had myself, we had Ryan, we had Mac, we had Alexis, we had Paris join us when I moved back to Florida and things were just rocking and rolling for a long time until they suddenly were not. Mm. <laughs> what a plot twist. Man, <laughs> I just remember, okay, so it was, it was last year. It was the summer of last year. And we had this moment where Paris uh, was making a big transition in her life. And we, we, we had this moment of realization of like, okay, cool. The chemistry is about to change. And then, you know, Ryan, I know you had some life changes as well. I just know you were about to drag me for leaving. No. <laughs> when you said last summer, I was like, oh, shit, this is my time. No, 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 not dragging, but a, a moment of transition. Yeah, 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 for sure. The podcast is a lovely, lovely thing. It's also hard to be a human and devote so much to something. And I am a person that takes on too many things. So... I had to step away, but also I've never stopped loving and being a part of the podcast. Literally never. You've been editing in the background for a little while now, and it's lovely. Yeah. <laughs> Happy to be here. So we had that. Yep. Alexis also has some big changes in her life, which are very exciting. Congratulations yeah. to her. Alexis is getting married in like two months, three months, something like that. That's the real character development. Big round of applause yes, for is. Alexis. It was a rough time for a while, y'all. And her husband, fiance, whatever, is lovely and sweet. Oh. It's not me. It's it not is me. not Mac. And it is not Alternate a Spanish universe. man. It is nothing <laughs> of the sort. Yeah. To be clear, definitely not Mac. Still married to still his married. wife. Yeah, don't say still. That shouldn't be a surprise. We did show up at his wedding, though. Like, we partied at That's his wedding. That's true. That's true. Chris, Chris couldn't make it. But Ryan and Alexis did make it. It was a long drive. And they joined me. They had some peanut butter whiskey on the way. Whole bottle Somebody of, else was driving, of course. Whole but, bottle of screwball on the yeah. way to the Catholic ceremony. Nice. Yep. Nice. It was good form. <laughs> good form. I love the clapping after that. <laughs> yeah. You know, devotion, you know, that's that's really honestly, they they made a long drive. They went to my wedding. They then went to my reception 45 minutes away. They had a blast at the reception from what I could tell. They looked like they were having fun. Otherwise, they were acting incredibly well. I don't know. I could never Right. But uh, no, it was it was really great because we've spent many a night sitting at a table talking smack in between recording chunks, by the way. So it was it was a lot of fun to be able to get you there at an, such an important moment in, in my life that 10 years ago, you never could have convinced me would have happened. So it was huge. Not I mean, even when we first met, like when we were first recording the podcast, it was like every week Mac had a story and I was like, listen, we got to settle you down, sir. You're getting a little too wild out here. <laughs> All right, Mac. Don't worry, Binks. It's your no. turn next. <laughs> Thank you. I was going <laughs> when, when will my time come? <laughs> no, we're getting there. We're getting there. Well, that was that was the fun part. I was just actually about to comment on Mac because I think about when you and I first met years before even doing the podcast together. Mm. Think about just like what a different place our lives were in. And now you're a happily married man to like one of the most amazing women on the earth. Uh, you, you're a dog dad. And that's super fucking rad. It's true. She wanted to bake a cake for the anniversary slash the episode. But then she was like, I don't think you'll be able to bring it on the plane easily. So so maybe not this year. Maybe the next time she's here in person or you're there in person. She's famously baked all of our really cool cakes. Like the 100 episode cake was so cool. Yep. It was like 
bloody Blood and dripping. like written out and everything it was I'm lovely. sorry. The math is just fucking mathing on this. And she's been in your life so long yeah. that yeah. she was here 200 episodes ago. And it yeah. still feels so new to me in the context of how, how long we've known each other. Yeah, we are um, halfway towards our third anniversary already. So yeah. take that math. Oh, she's a wow. great human. Love that. The best human. So we we have all these moments, right? We have a, a moment of shifting, a moment of changing. And it was a point where, you know, Mac and I, I think we had a couple calls and I was like, Mac, I don't know what the hell we're going to do. It can't just be you and I. We get along too much. We We agree too much. And luckily for me, I had already known two incredible humans from my job. Uh, and, and honestly, like when I think about going out into the world and finding your people, these are two people who made me feel like seen and safe every day. Probably, I don't think I ever even told them that before just now. Oh, actually, no, Veto, we did a little bit. Um, but Veto and Sean volunteered to hop in and save the day. We did. We did. I feel like we're naturally spooky. So I think you, when you came into work, we were already there waiting for you. We were just like, ah, yeah. like we're here. Um, but it, but it worked. I mean, I think we talked about it all the time. We talked about horror all the time. I think when I met both of you, it was very much like, Oh, I've been the weird one here all this time by myself. And now there's other weirdos with me. So it actually felt really good. You are the weird one. I am. I, I take it with pride. <laughs> In the best pride. way possible. <laughs> but and then I, I was like, okay, these are my peeps. And I think that that's the beauty of this kind of community is like, oh, you get to be with people that you don't have to pretend you don't, you know, sometimes you go to work and you're like, ah, oh, man, I gotta put my happy voice on. But we were able to kind of be ourselves, which was good. So yeah, we joined. We did. I, I think it is interesting because you very rarely work with anybody that likes the stuff that we like, right? Like, I feel like that's really hard to find. But we did have this little click of horror fandom, which was really awesome. And I remember hearing about I don't even think Chris, you told me about your podcast. I probably wouldn't. I don't want to be that podcast person. Yeah, I had to hear it from somebody else. And then I had to try to track it down. And then I found it and then I listened because my commute was like over an hour every day. So I literally listened to an episode there to work in an episode back from work and just remember just really vibing with the show quite a bit and just laughing out loud and yelling at you all like what are you talking about like <laughs> I'm whatever sure you guys can't relate. <laughs> and i'm sure people are doing that about me because i say a bunch of outlandish shit but at the same time you know it was just something that i really thought like man this would be something that would be really cool to be a part of but never did i ever think that I would be a part of it. And then, you know, Chris, you asked if I would be willing to, you know, jump on board or at least try it out. And I was like, fuck yeah, let's do this. And then the monsters happened and that was, it's all downhill from there. You know? <laughs> I don't know about downhill. <laughs> uphill? It's, yeah, no, it's absolutely uphill. Well, no, because wait, downhill sounds better, Neutral. right? Neutral. It's been it's smooth been forward. sailing. Forward movement. Moving in a direction that is perceivably forward. There we go. But no, it's super rad because you're also like just two very different levels of horror movie fans than even I am. So what it felt like was like this natural progression and evolution in community and people and just fandom in general. And when I think about like the different walks of life, like Sean, you're a dude from Los Angeles. How the hell did I ever meet you? I don't even know how I got here, to be <laughs> honest with you. It's kind of insane. I can tell you how you people are made. If you need help, I know how, so I can share. I'll take it offline. Okay. Unless everybody wants to know how people are made, I can do oh that. Oh, my. A full episode. <laughs> A full episode. Hacker slash after dark. 
It's 6.59, the sun is still out, and yet we're after dark. Here we are. No matter what happens. It is going to be after dark. (laughs) It's the sex ed version of Pornhub. It's Pornhub. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Hey, can I I jump in and say, though, that when we get to meet them for the first time during recording, I, I mean, I understand Chris's taste, so I'm not worried. But hold your arm up, Sean. Hold hold that tattooed arm up for just a minute. Pick one. <laughs> there we go. Look at this. Like we got a zombie over here that's just fresh and clean. We got something else on this side, right? And so I see this. I see the super cool t-shirts you have on and then your preference for horror movies. And I'm thinking, this is so rad. Like this is going to be a blast because you are way more of a fan than I am. And I'm just sitting here, Mr. Casual, trying to pass myself off as a horror fan. Sounds like you need a, so, a cold oh, bath, checks. Matt. Calm down. <laughs> He has a wife. I'm trying to project, okay? That's all. That's all. Same, honestly, same with Meadow, though. That's literally the same experience and the cool glasses, of course, too. So I think that the one, that's what got us talking to each other, right? I think we, I was there before both of you came. And then when you came, I was like, holy shit, I like your shirt. Holy shit, I like your tattoos. And then I was like, they're like me. So then it was kind of that moment. And then we realized, I'm a lot older. So <laughs> I was like trying to share all these things. I'm like, have you guys seen this? Have you? And they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? And it was such a difference in like movie taste. And I would be like on break and watching Return of the Living Dead, which is obviously my favorite. And it's like everybody's eating and I'm fucking watching all this like guts and gore. And I'm like, this is amazing. Everybody's like, what the fuck is wrong with this girl? Yeah. You also have a fucking dead alive tattoo. I do. I have a dead alive. Tattoo. You have a little pussy. The pussy baby. Pussy baby. It's a mama. Oh mama tits. Grandma tits. I feel like that's the thing though with like scary movies. First off, I don't know why they get such a weird rap. Like, I don't know how y'all feel. I feel like anytime I tell people, I'm like, I love scary movies. They're like, are you crazy? And I just don't understand why that's a thing. But like you're saying, Vero, all of us have a different preference. Like, I think I, I don't relate to a lot of preferences in this group. And that's like what's cool about it. And I think also what's cool about the audience that's grown with the podcast is that everyone has their preferences. And, you know, sometimes we get along with Rob and then sometimes he's trying to kill us. Mm-hmm. And that's what's so cool. <laughs> and we were talking about this last night recording is like, even when you think you know what someone's going to say, it's never that predictable because like me and Binks might be on board with one thing. But then like last night, me and Binks could not have been more opposite on anything. I was like, oh my God, I just met Binks and she's going to hate me because I think this is dumb. <laughs> so, sitting next to each other, by the way, which was so great. We were like, want a Malibu? Yes, absolutely. You're taking shots. Oh, so great. Oh my God. You like this movie? Thinks is like watery eyed and I'm like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> and I was like, but I'm sorry. I love you. It has nothing to do with you. Um, I got it, a front row to all the facial reactions, by the way. So it was really great to see. <laughs> it was very funny. And I had a lot of facial reactions because Paris was on and I could see myself. And anytime I can see myself, I'm like, mm, that's crazy. Like an yeah. idiot. Us sharing a camera was quite great with Paris staring at us also being like, what are you doing? We did record video. So we'll have to share some of these yeah. like reactions yeah. in a supercut eventually. Yeah. But it's just so cool. Like it's, it's us like, we're the few people that are talking on the podcast every week. It's a, a different mix of us. And I, I just think it's so interesting how different everyone's views are, but we all come together and like, you may not agree with me or someone else up here, but then we all have different preferences and like, that's what's cool. We're, we're just like a mix of people. Like y'all don't have the same taste, but then you're like, dude, but you like horror movies. So now I have to like you because everyone else thinks I'm a crazy person. It's a cool thing. <laughs> It absolutely is. And, you know, I actually think 
about what came next after Sean and after Vero joined us because mm. it was around this time that uh you know Mac and I were like okay we feel good about this we have a good situation going on and then one of my coworkers invited me to a trivia night. It was a moment where I was like, okay, yeah, fucking, I can come through for Michael Myers trivia. Absolutely. I can clean house. Definitely. And when I showed up, there was someone dressed as Lori Strode. And I was like, who the fuck is she? I need to be friends with her. And that led me to Binks. Yes, it is I. Which is so funny because I think hearing the history of this podcast, all of the hosts to some capacity have been people that have been very close to you. But when people ask me, how did I get on this podcast? I tell them a friend of a friend of a friend is how I ended up on this podcast. It's essentially it. I That year has been a really tough year for me. I hadn't even been going to the brewery to, to go to trivia often. But come October, all of my friends know that October is my shit. Everyone knows that that trivia was going to be cleaning house. No problem. At this point, I had become such close friends with your coworker at the time. And uh, I was telling her like, OK, well, I'm really good at this. Like, I'm going to really do f- great. I'm going to be a part of the team. It's fine. And then it was the, oh, well, I know someone that's on a horror movie podcast. And I was like, oh, shit. Well, OK. And then here we go. Mind you, I I don't I, I just decided Lori Strode on a whim. I figured like, OK, well, blonde wig. I'll fit this hair in there somehow. But you also had the top and the bell bottoms to match. It was fucking perfect. It was an immaculate Lori Strode, the best one I've seen. Well, now you know who I am and you know that I don't half ass anything. Yeah, <laughs> this is true because shortly after this, I did come to learn that you fucking love Notion, that you also love Twilight, that we just have a lot of other things in common. But we we found this like moment of, of just like learning that we had so much in common. And I was like, man, she'd be really fucking rad on this podcast. And I really wanted you to join, especially because the night that we met, you asked me, Binks, if I had seen Terrifier 2, and I had wanted to fucking watch it, and I was like, this girl's for real. I, w- I went up to you, I basically, which is, okay, but to credit of my brother, though, because I hadn't heard of Terrifier before. Only a few days prior, my brother had dragged me to the theater to see Terrifier 2 and watch Terrifier and all of these things. But again, I want to go back to, like, my friends know that I am the horror person. I love the scary stuff. I wear all black. All of these things that you were talking about, Ryan, where it's like, I love my friend group, and some of us do have those interests, sure, but it's typically I am the one that is known for those things, so it's nice to find people that are into that stuff so I can share that love with a little bit more profoundly. So... This is kind of a, a lesson to people that maybe are, they might be like in a spot where they're like, I want to make new friends. It's difficult to make new friends when you're getting older, for sure. And I think if you just go out there and you just just take yourself out of your com- comfort zone just a little bit, even now you all being here tonight, right, and making new friends that you've made through the internet, it's just those little things that'll make you realize that there's lots of people out there that have your shared interests. Because if it wasn't for me going to trivia and going out of my comfort zone, I would have never ended up on this podcast. And it's like one of my favorite passions, something I'm very committed to and obviously made friends with all of you. Mm-hmm. Stop. Please cry. I'd love to see it. <laughs> Never. That's as much hey, emotion as you're getting out of me. You know what's pretty wild, though, is like uh, I didn't meet these three human beings and one of them was literally what, today? Four hours ago. The other two was two days ago, right? But normally when you go on like a blind date or you meet an internet friend or something like that, you're kind of like, ooh, like this is interesting. I'm trying to get to know them in person now and it's different. It didn't feel like that at all. It was like, all right, let's get the hug in there. Let's get the handshake in. I already know you. So this is not the first time meeting you, even though I literally never been in the same room with you. So it was, it's been pretty cool. I'll say that like getting, like being able to talk to you 
once or twice or maybe three times a week for however many months on end. Even though we're talking about certain things, we're also talking about life and we're connecting about everything else we're going through. So it was like just meeting an old friend that I already had, which was always, I mean, it's amazing. It's such a weird thing because we were riding in the car here today and I'm like with Sean and his wife who, side note, Sean's wife is fucking amazing. Give it up to Sean's wife. (laughs) (laughs) Like, okay. She's hot, but she's also really fucking cool, okay? And being a cool girl that, like, is just... I'm just saying, like, showing up as someone's wife to all these weirdos that love fucking Terrifier, like, it's it's a weird situation. But anyway, I'm riding in the car. And it took us a while to get here, and I'm just like, this is so weird because I feel so comfortable and close with these people, which mostly I just met. Like, Sean drove us 45 minutes, and I've never been in a car with you. And I'm like, I feel so comfortable. And it's not like we are people who, like, tell each other what's going on with us every day it's not like constant texting or anything like that kind of friendship but it's just like it's like a bonding over just like this is cool stuff that everyone doesn't get to experience like you can't just walk up to people and ask about terrifier like that's the signifier (laughs) of weirdos like the good ones okay you know okay i actually need to say this because i've talked about my family and how we all watch horror movies my brother is just watching Terrifier for the first time. Wow. So even my brother, I have not talked about Terrifier with. That's a special bro- that's a mm. special bond. Yeah, I think Terrifier 2 made it like a little more like known. But like if we're talking about hot dog slices with people, like they're your people, <laughs> whatever it is, you know, it's just a weird, weird in a good way level of like comfort. I'm like, wow, these people are so cool. And like we're having a great weekend together. And like it's so freaking cool. Anyway, sorry, I'm done. <laughs> no, yeah, it is cool. It is it's very cool. cool. Man, I absolutely love it. And what an amazing origin story. I mean, uh, obviously, Binks, you're the newest member of the team, but it feels like you've been here a lifetime. It does feel that way. And that's another thing that I want to thank all of you for, because I think there's definitely, a, like I said, there's a closer commonality, which is nice. But nonetheless, it is the fact that obviously meeting, like you're saying, Mac, meeting you for the first time, just joking instantly, like we've known each other forever and you make fun of me for all the things and I appreciate you for it. When I met Sean for the first time, we were watching Talk To Me and I was so so excited and it, it's just so natural ryan the same thing we've probably recorded what three episodes it was my two I from think terrifier maybe, and terrifier two i think maybe more because i was on for a little bit of course oh, that's true a handful at best instantly i appreciate vero who i mean is probably the, the most anticipated one that i've like been looking forward to the most because i feel like a lot of people from adjacent friends and whatnot have told me how incredible she Literal is. Literal legend, Vettel. A living legend. No, it's just because I'm old. So I've been around longer. But I, I think to your point, though, my parents are moving. They live in Orlando. They're moving out. And I'm like cleaning the garage. And usually I'm like, man, you know, oh, I have to throw this out. I have to donate. I have to do. I'm like, what the fuck? I have Banks. Like Banks is like a 20 years younger than me or whatever she is. But I was like all of my old shit that no longer fits me fucking take it to bank so i literally had bags of clothes and i'm like oh she likes this music this is you can wear make this into a costume i'm like this is my pre-married bras there you go like all the fucking you know so it is giving mom it is giving you luck may they bring you luck (laughs) listen i am a mima but those bras got me married so i'm i'm passing it on i said to her i want it on record i said to her i was like well i'm definitely wearing these if that's what it takes (laughs) that's what it takes (laughs) it'll work It'll work. Oh my. <laughs> oh, absolutely wild. But I think to that point, right? Like you've, you've made this place your home. I think all of this feels like home here tonight. And I think about like just the milestones that we've hit and the journey that we've been on together. Just a couple quick highlights. After starting October 13th, 2017, 
We reached a thousand listeners in January 2018. Then we stopped. We stopped for months before coming back. The very first time that we recorded an episode and it published together in person, July 19th, 2018. It's a long ass time ago. And I was actually just fine. I just discovered this video in particular. Peach, my man, so good to see you. Peach actually clicked the launch button on our Patreon in May 2019. And think about this. If not for Peach clicking that button, none of us would be here right now. Mm. Also, more importantly, he goes, let's see what we can do. Let's make some magic. (laughs) (laughs) Let's create something else. So a round of applause for Peach. He shouldn't be embarrassed because he's literally our hero and the reason why we're here right now. And I love that. Okay, Mm. go off, queen. But then the other really cool element here, we launched our Discord in January 2022. And I think everybody here is in the Discord. Yeah. Look at that. Nice little community. I would like to say, I've already said this joke, but I'm going to say it again because y'all know what I'm here for, which is laughs. So there's a really cool video of Peej launching the Patreon and he's like, this is so special. I'm so excited. When Chris told us about the Discord, uh, it was me, Alexis and Mac. And we were trying to keep up with like Patreon and like engaging with everyone and talking to everyone about the movies. And we were all failing horribly, not doing well. And she was like, we're going to launch Discord. And we were like, okay. <laughs> and it went so well. It's been such a great thing. But at the time, we were all like, I don't know what Discord is. I don't know how to use Discord. I don't, what are people going to do? There's 500 channels. Someone's a little bit organized, a little over organized here. But it's such a funny, like, we were so, it was, I feel like it was such a time of like, growth that we were trying to manage at the at that moment and it's all gone really well but at the moment i was like please don't make me log into another thing (laughs) yeah well i mean moments after that right so we launched this i know there's like some hesitation and like i also had never used discord so i didn't know what i was doing but we also got to this point where we started doing our live recording sessions and then nathan comes through hi nathan back there famed (laughs) hacker slash historian nathan Uh, absolutely absolutely let's come up What a great moment. Uh, But, you know, Nathan found us through the Scream episode and then each one of you choosing to give the time to show up, right? Like you have only only so many hours in your day, but for you to give us the privilege of being, you know, in your ears and like in your mind and in your thoughts and, and, you know, to to have us on your list of things you want to do in that day where you want to just like pop into the Discord and pop off and chat. It's absolutely mind blowing to me. Even when you hate us. I know that sometimes you hate us. You hate the things we're saying. But it's just so cool. Like, you all choose to be a part of us, you know? Because, like, we would never do a live stream if nobody was there listening. You know what I mean? We would never have done videos, any of that. Like, none of it would happen if there wasn't people like you, like, engaging. And, like, Rob yelling at us and hating and, you know, disagreeing with anyone just for fun. It's it's just such a cool thing. Yeah. And I think, actually, those live streams are one of my favorite memories of the show. I'm a big fan mm. of the live stream. I'm not going to lie. It's like a very cool engagement that's very different from just recording an episode. And anytime we have recorded and not live streamed, I'm like, but the people aren't going to, I'm not going to hear what they think. (laughs) I'm not going to hear when they hate me. Yeah. You're not going to hear the heckling from Rob. (laughs) I know. Honestly, it fuels us, Rob. Thanks. Please keep it coming. It's not the same. (laughs) It really isn't. But what about y'all? What are some of your favorite memories? Now that Ryan's here, uh, Brunch Freddy. I don't know if y'all got to see that photo back in the day. That was pretty epic going outside in front of Alexis's house at the time and taking photos with you dressed as a brunch going Freddy Krueger with the hat, you know, like the tan was that a camel colored hat. And we've got the 
probably the same flannel kind of situation or whatever you were Not wearing. Not that different. <laughs> yeah, you know, that was that was a lot of fun, but it takes me back to all the times that we all hung out together and before everyone started moving forward in life and 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 it was all good stuff afterwards, but it was simpler times and it felt it felt nice back then. Recording in person was definitely like the four of us, me, you, Alexis, Chris. It was a very a very different experience, not that it was better, it was just well, it took a lot longer because there was a lot of like really unnecessary conversations over the break or I don't know, Alexis talking about dicks for an hour in the middle of a movie. Yeah. So those times were very very different. That costume was really interesting though and I feel like that's a weird it's like to paint the picture, we're in like the most suburban neighborhood in like a townhouse. And I'm like crawling on the on the driveway while Chris takes portrait mode pictures of me in a freaking ripped up sweater. It was a very odd time, but honestly, one to cherish. Oh man. I mean, it, it's hard to pick like a favorite memory. Obviously, I haven't been around as long as Ryan or Mac or anyone, right? But I think just the moments that we have when we are recording. When we're, it's not even the actual episodes. It's just the moments where we just go off the rails and we're just laughing uncontrollably, right? We think of the corn hub moment. It's a, it's a fantastic moment because I think it derailed us for like 45 minutes of just hysterical laughter where we couldn't get back on track with the show. But it's just those moments where we're having fun and we're connecting. And I think it's just really special. So I think. I don't know. Like it, it's hard to pick just one, but there's so many moments where we come together and just have such a good time. And that's what we look forward to. Right. Yeah. And I was going to say, in just in terms of like when it's particularly just the, the five of us, I am the youngest one and I recognize that. And so I say a lot of very silly, you know, Oh, little sister things, you know, and I get it. But I really do appreciate all of the times that I make outlandish jokes. And, you know, when I lose my voice and we make jokes about a throat coat and like all these other <laughs> ridiculous things that sometimes I just say out loud. And then I realize that, you know, B-sides is actually free sides. And now everyone and their mother's going to hear the ridiculous things I say, potentially even my family. And I just freak out like little things like that where, you know, I speak before I think. And I appreciate that. Again, it goes back to like, although I haven't known you guys for very long it feels like you guys are are such close friends of mine where you can make fun of me and we can joke and we can laugh about it all of those moments are definitely memorable for me i love that and i think it's especially significant because i know that you deeply value being able to just be yourself and i think that's such a beautiful thing like to come together as as like a little family here i mean literally every recording night is one of my favorite moments right like they like genuinely (laughs) i was just vomiting about how disgusting y'all are being right now (laughs) Well, leave it to leave it to us to actually have feelings. I was going to get like super sappy too. So, yo, I'm super emo, but I'm elderly emo. But so I moved to the other side of the the coast. I'm West Coast now, which is super fucking weird to say. But I had a moment where I was like, I need to disconnect. I like got off social media. I was like, Chris, I want to do these podcasts because they bring me joy. But at the same time, I'm like, I'm not going to be funny. I'm going to be fucking super depressed. But like Nathan reached out to make sure I was alive, which is like the sweetest thing ever. I'm like, Tarman brought us together, which is awesome. And then once I was like, okay, I'm settling in. I'm feeling good. Chris let me be. She was like, let's just get in your feelings, stay in your feelings. And then 
one day she was like, you good? And I'm like, fuck yeah, let's do this. Because the reality is, is that the podcast gives you that joy and kind of like that energy that you need. And I have to deal with so many things. And it feels awesome to just kind of get a moment and say, like, I just saw this movie again. I get to talk to buds, people that, you know, you kind of have that connection with. And I'm not all like corporate and fucking sitting at a desk. I mean, I guess I'm sitting at a desk, but whatever. But I think it, it brought that moment of being like, okay, this is this is why you come back to the podcast. This is why I came back, period. I was like, I want to be able to say I'm here because I want to be here and I enjoy it and I need it. Like it's the fulfillment after like a nine to five job to be like, okay, here's buds. Let's talk about shit. And then also you might be very young. I'm like wicked Hispanic. So if you heard the episode, if I'm thinking of the timeline, they heard the the pubes. Yeah, they've heard the pubes. So yeah, I say shit that I'm just like, what? Like in the Exorcist podcast, I thought his quote was, well, I have forgot it. There, there appears to be an alien pubic hair in my drink. Yeah, that was his quote. And for legit a fucking hour, I was like, do aliens have pubes? I'm so fucking confused. So the whole time, and then I was like, I'm not going to say it out loud. And then they're like, no, you're very Hispanic. Not like an alien pubic hair, but like a foreign object. And I was like, oh, get it. So I think like all of us being in this mishmash of like trying to talk through things brings, you know, kind of the fulfillment we need, which, and they do have pubes. I Googled it right after. <laughs> aliens do have pubes. It's a thing. Oh, they do. Wow. It's good to know. I was, I was going to say we needed answers on that yeah. question and i'm glad you googled it afterwards right the most important alien question is do they have pubes <laughs> yeah. i guess we're assuming they exist at this point yeah evidently You'd love that right. well you know depends on the alien i, I think et but, i don't think had pubes <laughs> you know like so it's weird there's a baby the, right uh, thank you for bringing up alien though it's for babies there's that scene in alien where they're all like sitting around eating and everything right before you know bad things occur and we built a core memory at least for me or more than one over the last couple of days where we're sitting around having just ordered sushi eating the sushi as a big old group and then this morning having some having some good breakfast together and there's just something about sitting around being casual making jokes having a good time uh, with some friends and there's no stress there's no pressure it's not like you know we're not on a timetable we're just sitting here eating some sushi and there's something there's something amazing about that it it takes me back to like old movies where everyone's sitting around having a beer um, we don't all need to do that but like we all enjoyed sushi so we got some sushi and that's good and this morning we all like breakfast thankfully so we all got to do that together and it's just like yeah that's you're just hanging out with the buds you know, they're, maybe they're friends you don't actually see in person, but like now we get to and I'm going to take that away. I mean, we did literally have to eat like we, we were all at breakfast this morning, like starving to death. So even if we didn't enjoy being together, we were all like, please give me food. <laughs> we, we recorded until 4 a.m. last night. Yeah. We were all dying today. So you're telling me if I starve everyone, everyone's going to be together? Uh, 100%. This if you is, starve okay, me and give me you. food, I will be your friend. Now I know what to do. <laughs> that is how kidnaps work. Absolutely amazing. I think it's time that we address some burning questions from our listeners. So thank you to everybody for actually submitting questions. Absolutely Woo! fantastic. All right. So we're going to just uh, pick to, to what we gravitate to here. This question is from Adrian. First horror film you ever watched? Mine was Children of the Corn. The best guess I had is like House of Wax or The Ring, but all that seems way too late. I have no really? idea. I also said Jeepers Creepers. I don't know. I Y'all know I don't watch movies. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's an assortment of movies. <laughs> kind of a close general time frame, though. No, that's true. That's true. I think it's a tie between probably Beetlejuice and Existence. I'm 98% positive. 
it's got to be i gotta think it's the mummy for me for sure but it could have been like maybe not a movie it could have been a tv show it could have been the monsters it could have been the adams family i watched all of those with my mom and my grandmother so it could have been either of those three things adams family that's yeah. that shit that was the one back in the day i'll take that mine was interview with a vampire oh okay <laughs> yeah interview with a vampire Man, I I think that's the first one I remember that I truly enjoyed. But my brother, my brother was like a horror fanatic, too. And he was like a punk rock guy. So pretty much anything that he would watch, I would pretend that I like um, just so I could hang out. But yeah, Interview with a Vampire was the first one. I remember being fucking in love. I was like, I think I love vampires. I want to marry one. What's not love? I mean, I, mean you know? I was like, vampires. here we go. <laughs> I don't I don't know that like I specifically thought about movies as being horror movies until I met Hellraiser. I think that was the first time where I said this is a horror movie and I like this. I and I enjoy this and then it starts a rabbit hole where you just fall down deeper watching more and more and more, you know, let me watch the second one. How about the third one? What else is out there that's like this? I'm going to jump into that. I think everything up until that point it was just like these are movies and I'm watching them and I'm, I'm having a good time, you know. You watch the the kids movie with witches and there's a cat and you think like this is fun. I don't think of this as being a horror movie because I'm little, it's just a movie. But then you get to, you know, demonic sadists and stuff and you realize, <laughs> ah, there I am. I've landed at horror. <laughs> yeah, man, what a it's interesting to think back to the early memories of things and I think this next question really taps into taking this from like what is the first experience you had versus what made you almost fall in love with it, right? And this comes from Melvin. What's the first movie you can recall that inspired you to dive into horror? And for me, that was Halloween 1978. Because it was like, the yeah! Duh. <laughs> it was the reality that evil just lives right next door. It could just be anybody, right? It could be this cute little innocent kid, uh, obviously, who murders his 16-year-old sister. But that's like the, the terrifying presence there that I absolutely loved. Evil dies tonight. Evil does die tonight. But love lives today. Over and over and over again. <laughs> it's a, it's an interesting question because I think when I was watching early classics, I was really young and I don't know that I would have grasped the concept of the movie enough to be like, this is what's drawing me in. I think I watched it with my mom way too young as well, but I was old enough to be like, this is fucking scary. And it scared the shit out of me at like seven or eight years old. So I was like that kind of like feeling. I don't know what it was. Like I was scared, but I would always ask my parents like, what are you watching? I want to watch it. Is it Tales from the Crypt? Is it it? Is it what whatever it is? Like, I want to watch it. They're like, no, you're going to be scared. I don't care. I got to watch it. So I'd argue and I'd sit there and I'd watch the movie and then I'd be scared shitless and I wouldn't want to go to sleep. And then my stepdad would fuck with me and like put boots like next to my bed and scratch at my door and, and made it worse. But like, look at me now. I'm great. It's wonderful. <laughs> nothing, nothing happened from that. You're totally normal. No trauma. Hey, do you want to sit on the couch? <laughs> I love it. I think for me, I had to like hide it from my parents. So it was more of like an adventure because my parents are super religious. So I had to like go to my friend's house and then watch scary movies. So I think that that memory is the piece of like being, hit, you know, I couldn't be scared because then my mom would know that I was watching scary movies. So I think for me, just going to a sleepover, watching the craft, doing all that witchy shit and then going home and being totally normal, being like, I'm not scared. But usually I'd be like, oh, my God, I'm going to fucking die in my sleep. 
I think for me, it's definitely all of the Stephen King films that were just like on the TV on repeat all of the time because my I've shared this. I think it was my premiere episode on Terrifier 2 that my mom is obsessed with Stephen King. My brother obsessed with Stephen King. So watching those films, there's actually Red Ruby. It's a, it's a show, but it's just got put on Hulu right now. And it reminded me of being a little girl, just watching the TV, being confused. Like, what was I watching? So I feel like a lot of people share that sentiment, right? When it comes to him as an author and as a person and what he's done for horror in literature. But yeah, definitely him. After that, I was like, well, I'm a Pennywise girly. I'm in it. (laughs) Too late for me. All right. Well, we have another fun question here. This one actually comes from Brittany, who's here in the audience. Favorite popcorn seasoning flavor? I got it. Sriracha and lime. Oh, it is the absolute best. Little squeeze of lime, little little squiggle of sriracha, little shake. Ten out of ten. Interesting. I qué pasó? Yeah, no, it's okay. I mean, like, it's like a, it's okay. it's a slightly dampened popcorn, but it's so good. Don't say the word because I hate it. <laughs> Let's say no. I thought you were Moist? yeah. I thought you were gonna say that it's soggy. I, she it's likes soggy, soggy popcorn. It just collapses <laughs> slightly a little, but the flavor is so good. 10 out of 10. I'm, I mean, like, you could, you know, be lame and do, like, tahini or something, but sriracha and lime is better. I've never tried sriracha, but I was going to say tapatio because I had a friend introduce that to me, right? And it was like, I don't know if it's like, I don't know if it's my favorite, but it is really good. It's just really messy. Like, it yes. gets all over your hands, but it is tasty. Well, You're invested. Okay, I'm going to do the Chris Rojas thing where I agree, but also do it in a very psychotic way. I don't I don't put tapatio on the popcorn. I hate you already. I, I take it. a single piece of popcorn. I dip it Fuck to the you. perfect amount in tapatio. I hear the sizzle, and then I pop it in my mouth. Because I, I don't you. want saucy hands. I hate mm. you. I don't want saucy hands. What about what if my allergies are acting up, and I got to like start wiping my eyes? I don't want to fucking burn my eyes off. I'm honestly surprised you even use a sauce. You're not a sauce lady. I'm not. Okay. White cheddar, usually. But if I had to dip something, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Tapatio. This shit's great. Cholula. I just like, I like butter and M&M's. I support that. peanut M&M's. I support that. I want the peanut M&M's to be all hot and then get a little crunch. But then, boom, so good. That's messy. That's what that sounds. It just sounds like chocolatey hands. No, they don't melt in your hands. Literally, melt in your mouth. That's not what 50 cents is. I got hot hands. (laughs) I always melt, um, you know, M&M's. I think you're right that butter is the best flavor, honestly. But if I had to pick other flavors, uh, a couple of years ago, someone introduced me to the ranch flavoring that you can like shake into the popcorn. That's pretty good. Um, but growing up, I had a friend whose mom used to make for us when we because we would only watch the movie Labyrinth when we hung out. It was his favorite movie. I'd never seen it. I watched it. I loved it. We watched it every single time that we got to watch a movie. She would make pizza flavored popcorn like from scratch, you know, grab the spices and stuff and mix it together in a bowl like this big. And we would just sit there demolishing three pounds of popcorn. Each. That sounds amazing. I love how everyone is sharing their favorite popcorn seasonings. And I actually get sick putting any popcorn seasoning on my popcorn. I can only do butter. One of my closest friends, I go to the movies with her. She's in the audience right now. We go to the movies every Thursday, pretty much. And we go with our other friends and bless his heart, he doesn't like butter on any... He's just a plain guy with a popcorn situation. So her and I, when we go to the movies without him or we somehow try to find a way, we'll only put butter on half of the popcorn. We have to split it up because... Because we need the butter. Exactly. I agree. Two containers. And we're, and because we're kind people, but my mom would get so frustrated because she likes, I don't know what it is. It's orange. She calls it orange salt. What is it? I don't know. Is it cheddar? Maybe. It's a thing that of her and I have. We call it orange salt. 
I feel like I was conditioned as a child to have this half split situation because she would put the orange salt on the other half, knowing it would make me sick anyways if I subtly just grabbed the wrong side. But you know what? She likes what she likes. Sounds so rough. It's 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 tough out here. A bucket of popcorn sounds so sad. Like, don't you shake it? Don't you mix it? No. Y'all need to get like a separate box and just dump it in there, you know? Listen, we're Hispanic. (laughs) Yeah. Sounds horrible. I think we need to start digging into the psychological trauma that you and Sean have endured in your childhoods. <laughs> I'm just gonna walk them out. Yeah. Oh my whole gosh. episode. I want to actually go out on uh, one question here from Jazzy. Hi, Jazzy. <laughs> Jazzy says, name a horror movie trope, cliche, or concept that you love. And why? Mm, I just mentioned this in the car the other day. I said I have become a fan of these like modern, like 2018 to now horror comedies, usually Blumhouse, right? They're kind of lighthearted. They're usually focused on teens or college kids or something like that. And it's it's a bit different from what I would normally go towards, which is Alien or Aliens or some of the other Alien related movies. Um, but there's something about it where it's like you get to hang out and just like have a good time, see some silly stuff. There's slasher tropes throughout. Um, and then like usually an hour and a half later, you're done and you can move on with your life. It's a good way to just like unwind at the end of the day. And there's a couple I'm looking forward to right now that I just I can't wait to go home and watch. And I know someone here already started on one of them. So I want to go on this one, and it's going to be something that I know Ryan is pretty fucking sick of. I love me a final girl. I love me a fucking final girl. Ryan hates him. She's done with him. You're gay. I know. (laughs) (laughs) I am. I am. Uh, Give me Jess Bradford in Black Christmas 1974. Yes, please. Mas por favor. But yeah, no, it's a classic recipe for me. I absolutely love it. Uh, If there's a final girl in a horror movie, I am 100% fucking down. Obviously. Yep. I'm pretty basic. I'm trying to think of what mine might be. I mean, obviously, I'm a paranormal paramour for a reason. But if I were to get a little more granular with it, I was talking to a friend of mine about The Covenant recently. And I recognize that I just really do like early 2000s films that are maybe just borderline publicly seen as trash, but are actually really, really good because there's just some really fine men in those movies. Okay, you're straight. I'm straight. True. But like, who wouldn't want like, that moment where you know this guy like it's all these powers and he's trying to save you but then you're like no you know what i can handle myself like that kind of vibe i'm about that we don't have enough of it and i want more of it but i'm just saying the covenant's kind of like one of those movies where very of its time a little bit too like man saves the girl but you can't resist can't you i don't know i couldn't she can't are you just in it for the beanies and chevelle yeah <laughs> Wow, Mac, not the Chevelle. <laughs> Being in it for the Chevelle, not a bad plan. <laughs> not a bad plan. I think for me, the one thing that actually brought a little joy to my life was the gore level in The Boys, mm. the TV show. Like, I want to see body parts explode. And I think that it, it makes me miss the 80s. I feel like the 80s, just like there was so much gore. Um, and I realized my husband made fun of me because we were watching the boys and I was like giggling and he's like, okay, you're a psychopath. And I'm like, no, it's just done so well. And it's so, he's like, nothing that you say can make this okay because somebody literally just exploded in a million pieces. And I'm like, so it's good. a TV show. So I, I hope we bring more of that type of gore, not really CGI. I want it. I want the makeup. I want the effects. I want, I want us to go back to the eighties. 
a little bit and be okay with like bringing horror and humor together, I think is, is something bring the that camp back. I know bring the camp. So terrifier three. Yeah. Terrifier three for sure. We'll see. We'll see. But yeah, I agree. I agree. I think like cliche wise, it's like the eighties, even early nineties slashers. Like I like having fun in those movies and just seeing like, Oh, they're having sex. They're going to die. They're saying, I'll be right back. They're going to die. <laughs> like we want to see those things. Cause we want to root for the killer. In some of these instances, we want to, see certain characters die it makes it a fun experience outside of cliches and things like that i've been on like a psychological kick i think i I really like the the non-happy endings right now i think those really fuck with you and they sit with you for a long time so i'm really into those right now so you must love the lodge listen i love the lodge i support your vision i don't want to i don't want to be sad or like like be you know the lodge was fun dude life was already hard like i just i want it to not be hard i want to be like this is fun let's all you know listen if if we were here right now i'd fucking be the last girl dude i know how to survive these cheesy ass warehouse murders you definitely would you definitely would i don't want to like go home and be like is he still there is he what i don't want to fucking think about it after i just want to survive i'm gonna i'm gonna go back i'm gonna go back and i'm gonna not necessarily retract what i said because i still stand by it but at some point in time i remember going on a rant to you chris actually about sometimes in horror like it doesn't need to be all rainbows and butterflies and everyone everything gets resolved and maybe you know what to what you said earlier maybe sean and i do need to explore our childhood just a little bit further because i agree that i i like that like dark and terrible and like sad endings that are just like oh fuck this made me feel a little bit too much i love you know this year we've had a lot of fuck them kids and in some ways fuck them kids you know like i don't know what to tell you (laughs) that stuff is dark and it's terrible like i love that stuff that's what i like just feeds my spirit just a little bit my little sad girl vibes wait till you get on antidepressants and then you're gonna be like wait i'm too sad so after that you're gonna be like let's just let's just my therapy appointment tomorrow it's i know y'all i'm gonna get talk app for both of you so we can talk about these big traumas i can't wait i can't wait and i look forward to the day that uh you you've really unpacked this and healed uh we're all on a journey of healing i myself included uh and i will say that i think without this show i would be far less healed as a human. I think this has been one of the toughest years of my life. And I think the generally the last six years have been, have been pretty rough, but I think this community, every each and, each and every single one of you on the audience right now, uh, each and every one of you here on the stage has really done uh, quite a number on my life in terms of the positive, right? In, in terms of like keeping me going every day. And I remember when I changed jobs and I got a lot more responsibility, people were like, oh, you're going to quit that podcast, right? And I was like, fuck that. No, absolutely not. This is my sustenance. This gives me life. And I think, you know, looking towards the future, right? This is six years and I never could have imagined we'd be doing this right now with all of you six years ago. I never would have thought that. I never would have thought that one of you would have listened. But I think in terms of six years from now, I hope we're even bigger. I hope we're doing even more. And I'd love to be able to do this and devote more time to it based on just how uh, how receptive and how large the community has grown. And you guys get to be like the cool kids that are like, we were at the first live show next time when there's like 250 people and we're like, you know, maybe we can't talk to everyone or whatever. You know, you guys are gonna be like, yeah, that's my those are my friends. I fucking love them. I, I went to Orlando for them. 
that's the cool thing about it. What about y'all? What are y'all looking forward to? There's something you mentioned there about how this kind of grounds you. Um, I think we all work jobs where sometimes we end up very tired, very stressed, very exhausted. We've had those moments where it's just like, I don't even know if I should record right now. I'm in a bad mood because of what I just had to go through. And then you get into it and you're laughing and having a good time. And then at midnight or after midnight, and then you can't go to bed because now you're excited. But it's always after dark. It's always after dark by the time we wrap up. And so, I mean, a big part of that, especially when we get to do things live and and get to interact with the chat, suddenly being exhausted and having just worked however long and been up for however many hours, toss that right out. Now the heart is pumping. And so when I think about the future, more of that, um, I also would like to be able to hear people say, oh, at the first one, I was doing this, but on the fourth one, this is this is what I'm hoping to see. That'd be really cool if we have more live events, of course. But I think... I think you're right that like, you know, even though life changes and stuff gets crazy, Ryan has gone through so much in life, you know, in the last year or two, but here she is right now. The fact that she's been editing behind the scenes, super cool. Having that balancing going on, you know, and who knows what's going to happen in all of our lives. But I think the fact that we do have that grounding that we can come back to is just, it's going to be great moving forward in the future. I'll, I'll say like, I hope in six years that we're all still doing this, that we're all still together. I do, you know, to your point, like we work full-time jobs. We're stressed out a lot. We come together. We still make it happen. I just want to take this moment to shout out my wife for dealing with all this shit. Yes! Because that shit ain't easy. <laughs> that shit ain't easy, okay? I have to because when this started... We had a bunch of family living in our house. I kicked her out of our bedroom from like 8 p.m. till 1 in the morning. <laughs> on Sunday nights. On Sunday the nights. night you want to be in bed. Yep. And like constantly texted her throughout the entire recording like, quiet, turn the TV down, stop the dogs from barking, <laughs> all of this stuff. And it's gotten better, but thank you for letting me... It's got <laughs> It's gotten a little bit better, I think. I like to tell myself that. But, you know, I just have to say that first and foremost. I, I would love not only to see us all still doing this together, right? I would love to see how we can make this grow. I know I touched on this because I, I was coming in at the tail end of like the last like recap, right? And I said all these things, but I didn't realize how much work goes into this podcast and how much it takes out of you to try to put it together. So kudos to Chris for doing all of this crazy shit because I don't know how you do it with the time that you have. Literally everything. But man. It gives me life. Yeah, it gives... There it is. Six years from now... I hope that Chris does not have to worry about another full-time job. I hope this is the full-time job. And that's the that's the thing, right? And I just say, how do how do we continue to grow? I, I know we've been messing around with like video content, which I think is really cool. I hope we can make that. I don't know how you all feel about getting video content or more video content, but I think that is a key thing. So I don't know. Bear with us as we, you know travel down this unknown road i'll say it bear with us as we fuck around and find out <laughs> in a good Your way favorite phrase for the past two years i was joking about Vito, like only being here for the good times right like not having to like watch movies <laughs> that you hate and stuff like that but it is such a big commitment and it is really hard like you said mac like when you are working and it's sunday night nothing in the world feels better than like being in bed on a sunday night and then you have to hang out with these people. And truly, <laughs> <laughs> truly, uh, wait, first and foremost, you have to watch a fucking movie from the 50s. And then hey. you have to hang out with these people. Hey. There are so many like Feels tough like days where I was just attack. like, what are we doing? Why am I here? But I've truly never le- left the podcast feeling 
worse than I did when I got there. It's hard. It's not easy to like devote the time that it takes. And also I want to shout out Chris. I'm not shouting you out because you already get all the praise. You are everything. You know that. But Binks and Sean have showed up and been so committed to the podcast. And it is not easy, especially as like a person who was like, mostly committed but definitely for sure sometimes is like i can't do this today and it it is i'm so thankful that you guys showed up and have been like supportive positive people that everybody seems to love and that you're really invested in it because this podcast does matter to me i can't be there every week but i'm always like attached to it it's always something that matters i'm always like every once in a while like i watched talk to me a couple weeks ago and i was like but what do the people think like i just want to talk about it and like talk about my favorite scene and my favorite visual and slash it and it you know it is something that i miss all the time it's such an odd thing that we do that we've ever done most people don't do stuff like this you just get to talk to your friends and it's hard it's really hard but i mean you guys don't give a shit about how hard it is it's fucking podcast there's a million of them but um it's just a i feel like i've already said this a hundred times but it's such a cool thing and i think being a part of hacker slash at some in some way in the future is important to me because I love Chris. I've always literally the worst days. I was like, I'm here because of Chris. Chris wants me here. I'm here. I'll do anything. But it is a really cool community. And it is so rare that you would ever leave a recording feeling worse than when you showed up, which is so cool, especially when you leave at like 1am on a Sunday night. And you're like, I'm so <laughs> glad I did that. Many of you have been there with us when we've stayed until 1am on Sunday nights. I like to think that you're all doing something more productive than <laughs> sitting there listening right. to us. Or yeah, something? like please wash your dishes or something. <laughs> we don't have anything important to say. The one thing I will say is I hope that I learned how to use Discord a little bit better. I feel like I keep, I don't know, every time I open it, I'm like, why is my face on this? I feel like I'm calling people. So sorry if I've called you on it. A hundred percent Mima. I think the one thing I do appreciate is I don't have a lot of time. I travel so much for work. So Chris being like, hey, put your availability in. Let's see if we can get you in and make that time. I think is awesome because I like the sneak attacks, right? And I like being there and you don't expect me, but then I'm there and it's awesome. And you get to keep coming back and um, it's that middle ground. So I hope I just keep sneak attacking. I need you to do shitty movies. I'll do Thank a shitty you. movie. She'll love it though. She probably will. That's literally the problem. You know what though? The Exorcist, I'm, if we would rewind The Exorcism once again, I'm, I already said it on the podcast. I don't know. <laughs> it might get um, after the fourth thousand time watching it, it starts getting a little a little worse. Wow. Look at us go. I mean, hey, it's been, well, I guess in some ways it's gotten better for me, but that's neither here nor there. Folks, we've had a lot to say tonight. We've had six years of memories to look back on, uh, 300 episodes of memories to look back on, and, you know, a, a dreams of the future yet to come. But I think it's time for us to fucking party. We have, hopefully, another 300 episodes ahead of us. We've talked about a lot here, but we still want to hear from you. We want to know what you think on the show. We want to hear about your favorite memories and your favorite connections. Hopefully, we'll hear from you here after we finish recording. Uh, We want to know what you think. Absolutely. I feel like we've covered a lot of topics here. We've discovered a lot of things about each other still and talked a lot about emotions, or at least me. So if you're listening right now, join us on the Discord. You can click the link in our show notes to sign up. And if you've enjoyed listening to this episode consider becoming one of our patrons. Visit patreon.com slash hacker slash to enjoy more of the show with early access, extended episodes, bonus content, and live shows like the one we're recording from right now. (laughs) We'll see you next time, folks. Catch you on the flip side.
Holy shit, y'all. Just over one week ago, we were meeting people in person at the live show. What a fucking experience. What a time. It was a good time. It was a really good. I had a lot of fun. First off, I didn't expect you to put such a cool little shindig together. That was neat. And then us all getting together, it was pretty flawless. So, Oh, yeah, that's true because you also, like, we didn't even expect you to be able to go, period. Yeah. So you really kind of just got in there at the last second. I just showed up. I'm just here. <laughs> oh, I I'm love that. I'm a prop. <laughs> Never. No, not at all. And shout out to Binks for getting that great, sick table decoration at Target earlier oh. in the day, bringing, really bringing the space oh, together. Yeah. You know, I completely <laughs> forgot I did that. So thanks. And and I only remembered recently when I found said bag of props in my car. Amazing. Wow. Nice. And Sean, I see you have your poster delightfully framed in back of you. Oh, I do. I do have it framed. God, Super I keep talking sick. about it. Like it was last weekend, you know? I keep saying, oh, yeah, last weekend when I was in Orlando. And people are like, you mean like a week ago? I'm like, oh, has it been that long? The memories, they're so they're so good. <laughs> How do you feel all now looking back on that experience? You know what? I just, I keep thinking about it like every day, all day long, but like one, I'm still shocked at how tall Sean is. It still like blows my mind that I just <laughs> didn't realize that. Gosh, that it was like so much fun. And I think everyone was a little bit, a little bit anxious, a little bit apprehensive as at the start of things like us, of course, because we want to have a good show, but then everyone coming in is like, this is strange. I don't know what to expect. It's a different kind of space, but Thinking back to the second we got to walk in, because you had already checked the space out. I didn't, you know, I didn't see it beforehand, but we see our logo up on the TV and the lobby and the balloon arch, which was beautiful. And then we walk into the big space and see the logo projected onto the wall, bright red, glowing, lighting the room up. It was like, yo, this is phenomenal. This is like the world's best party about to go down. It looked really cool. It went super smooth, which I thought was awesome. It was very impressive to think like how much the, podcast has grown to the point where we are at a venue with our logo projected on a wall and we have an event coordinator that's helping us set up everything and make sure that everything's okay and we have a freaking like cash bar and a food truck like how insane was that that it was just like the fact that it was a whole production it could have easily just been all of us at a freaking burger king <laughs> i don't know like at a denny's but it, you know that out of Denny's <laughs> eating some pancakes. Like, I don't know. I just, it's so nuts that it was like really a full production. And I, I'm just as much as Mac, like still thinking about it every day. It's very, very cool. Yeah. I like that, Nathan. Nathan, I really was trying to surprise you. So I'm upset that I gave my own joke up. <laughs> I was like, Nathan will never know. <laughs> well, well, me. Uh, I think it was, all, I, I talk about it at work. And I, the, just saying it out loud, it's kind of ridiculous. Like, yeah, we just had a live podcast. Like nobody says those things at a, on a regular basis. So it was pretty awesome to come back to work and people are like, Oh, what were you, what did you do this weekend? I was like, well, it was Friday the 13th. So let me tell you. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. It's absolutely wild, man. I think about last year towards the end of the year thinking about, okay, yeah, it'd be really cool if we did a live show. And then we kind of committed to it around January and we decided this is the thing that we're going to do. And then I have to fucking remember my introverted ass has never even had a party. Like not even thrown a, I've never even thrown a fucking party for myself before. Like no birthday parties. I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? Right. Being completely out of my comfort zone and like 
figuring out, oh, shit, okay, like, so how do we make this happen? Thankfully, Binks was an amazing support system every step of the way, trying to help me make the event bright, getting us all organized. Thank God someone around here knows what they're doing. (laughs) It's just countless years of planning concerts and events and things that just still haunt my dreams to this day. But it came to good use, which is good. Good skills. Yeah, good skills to have. Yeah. Incredible skills to have. Now, Binks, I do have a question for you, though, because as I was editing the episode, I realized that you did not get an opportunity to answer something. Oh, yeah, the six the six years from now or something? Yeah, like what do you hope for in the future for the show? I mean, we, we've talked about it a bit after the meetup and whatnot, I think as a group and since we've come back home, but I definitely am hoping that even next year we have opportunities like going to Halloween Horror Nights for the free, you know, as press. I think having more meetups, even at at bigger venues, and maybe even, you know, I'm afraid to say an open bar because things will get crazy. But, you know, I don't know, maybe free wings this time. I don't know, you know, a little safer option. But just like those kinds of things, right, where we can have an opportunity to have more listeners come to meet us and more partnerships with people and get our, you know, name out there some more. I think, obviously, we've proven that we are very successful in just six years with a lot of hard work. Even just in the last year, I would say, we've been able to prove that we can do a lot. And so I can only think of what we'll be able to do in the next year. That was like the most responsible answer ever. All of us were like, we like fun. <laughs> Binks has like an actual like plan. We're all like, we just want to hang out. <laughs> I mean, to the shock of no one, I think I, I always have a plan. I have like a binder of like in my mind of plans and strategies and whatnot. <laughs> but that's also probably why I'm in therapy. So who knows? <laughs> so Leslie Nope of you. It is Leslie Nope. It's my crux. It's the Hermione in me. I can't get I can't get rid of it. It's terrible. <laughs> no, I absolutely love that. Don't don't ever get rid of that part of you because I adore it. And I think about just like the future of the show. And I know we talked about it a lot that night. How fucking rad would it be if this could be like our full time thing? You know what I mean? So I cannot wait to see what 300 more episodes look like, what six more years looks like. I feel like I don't, I don't know. I don't want to speak for y'all, but I feel like coming out of the meetup gave me an almost like a, a a feeling of like reinvigoration. For sure. I think it was a matter of like, when you meet everybody in person, you realize like, wow, these are like, not just names on discord or, you know, people that interact with us on social media every now and then like, these are actual people that listen to us often. And that's really cool. And I think, Again, not to be serious, but like how amazing and what a what a grateful opportunity, you know, how blessed we are to be able to have the opportunity to have make people's days and and talk about movies and shoot the shit and talk about Cornhub, you know, like <laughs> it just <laughs> I just I think about something like so silly us being ourselves and people enjoy that and have a good time. It's it's very very blessing. It's a big blessing. Yeah, it's 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 pretty wild to think about. Like I I obviously for you Chris, right? You've been doing it for since day 1. You've been doing it since day 1. Mac, you've been doing it for a long time, right? So like for Binks and I and even Vero, we've been doing it for like a year or less. And so for me going into this whole live meetup, I'm like, man, almost feel like out of place in a sense when you first go in there, right? Cuz you've you've been doing it for a while, but like 
a lot of the people, you know, that have been listening to this podcast have been listening to other hosts for so long and then we're relatively new. So like, does anyone give a shit about me being there or me? But people were so nice. Like people wanted to talk to me. So that was kind of like a really nice feeling to have. I thought it was just really great. This community is, is super friendly, which I think is amazing. And, and just to see how everyone else came together as well. Cause even when we were like meeting up and then getting split up and then meeting up while we were, you know, at horror nights and different things like that, just everyone was just clicking, man. It was just such a great time. It was great to see everyone come together. Man, you definitely touched on something that I was like, Oh, I'm too embarrassed to kind of say, but it, it, it's 100% that as the new one, you know, the new people on the podcast, especially me, I'm like the newest one. I was very much like, oh, maybe people aren't going to like really want to talk to me because I'm just, I'm just some girl that everyone wants a candle of, but like, doesn't really know me. But it was really nice. And at one point, Diana asked me how Cullen was and like, just talking about movies already and, and meeting Rob, which obviously is like a big moment because I'm always on his case all the time. So I think it was really nice to be pleasantly surprised that even though we're new to this, people still want to get to know even us. So that was really sweet and heartwarming. The one thing that blew my mind was Max saying that you guys have been doing this for six years, but this is the first time that you've met this group of people. Like, I don't know why in the back of my head, I thought y'all hung out every year. So I and I didn't know that you didn't until after the event. So it kind of like lingered the thought of being able to build this community with just words, because that's really all it is, maybe some faces here and there. But that was pretty intense. I was like, holy crap, you guys have been doing this for six years. You've been around and appreciated this for six years. And then you show up after that, which is pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty wild to imagine that, you know, Paris was on the show for how long? I've still never met her in person. Still hasn't happened, right? That was my first trip to Florida ever that I that I know of. I think at best, I might have driven through it as a child, right? But that was really my first time in Florida. So yeah, it was, it was really cool getting to meet everybody, you know, in person, of course, in our group. It was also very cool getting to meet all of our amazing listeners. They were a lot of fun to hang out with. You know, at, at the show, everyone was so courteous and would ask permission to take photos, which heavily appreciated. I, I do regret not getting more photos with, with everybody though. You know, I think there was a couple people who, who got to snap a pic up on the stage or wherever it was. And I think if I were to do it again, I would make sure that if anyone else wanted one, that they'd have the opportunity because it was, it was definitely a blast. We also talk about how hot Mac looks like, how hot Mac looks in a Polaroid. That's like the best photo I've ever seen of you. <laughs> that, uh, I, I appreciate, you know, that was a good angle. My eyes look a bit crazy, but that was, uh, it did something that gave me a jawline and I, I heavily appreciate that. <laughs> Mac, you were about to say something. I feel like you're trying to act like you're not photogenic when you actually might be <laughs> clearly, because I think every photo that was taken of you, you were serving. So. Well, thank you. You were serving. I'm just saying. I don't even know what that means, but it sounds good. The youth tell me that it's <laughs> kind of like, you know, serving looks, you know, that you're, you're, I don't know. You look, you look great is what they tell me. And so I've adopted that word. Well, before I, all of us looked great. Honestly, before we walked out in my head, I was just thinking work, have a girl. <laughs> yeah. I think you just made Binks almost throw up her drink. What, what? I was not expecting that. I thought that was the soundboard again. Nope. That was just me mimicking the queen of drag. That's all. 
Oh, wow. Absolutely amazing, man. I think back to that night and it still feels like a total out of body experience. Like I'm just thinking about, and and Tony, I won't put your business out there. Right. But I think about just like, I was already a little bit buzzed because I had a couple drinks and Tony and I got to finally meet and have a conversation. Tony, who's been a supporter of the podcast since what feels like the beginning. And, you know, I think about the great friendship that he's, uh, that he's forged with Brit, but Tony going through some really difficult moments in life recently and also like sharing that with me. And I think it's something that he and I, like, while I cannot experience that to the level to which he is even right now, um, to, to think about that shared experience, but also to hear how much the show has meant to him. I was like, holy shit, what did we do here? Like, it feels fucking magical. And it feels like, you know, like when you go through your life and you're like, okay, like I'm doing work that's meaningful and, I told myself when I got out of the Navy, I would never work another job that I hate. And I really do love my current job. But when I think about what it is I want to do with my life, it's have moments like that. And thinking about like the idea of the mission of the show being a place where conversations about horror movies are used as catalysts for enriching connections between people. It feels like, holy shit, man, we're doing it. You know, I got to give props to Tony as well, because we were standing around talking about whatever at some point. Right. And then he was like, all right. Let's talk about Black Christmas. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's why we're here, right? We all love horror. This is great. Like, we had honestly just been kind of hanging out and getting to know each other and, and just shooting the crap. And, and then suddenly it's like, oh, yeah, that takes it back to, to the reason we're all, we're all together. And that was actually a lot of fun to see that discussion happen. It's, it's also really cool. Tony and Britt, it was really fun meeting both of you. But I have to say, I went to high school on a NATO base and I had a lot of Canadian classmates. So uh, I know it sounds strange, but like literally just speaking to you and hearing your voices like took me back to high school. It was like nostalgia <laughs> for real. <laughs> I was also talking to Tony at one point about Hereditary, which at this point the listeners have heard our take on that. But the meetup happened the night after. We were up until four in the morning talking about that movie. You know, such a blast being able to recap the havoc of discussing that film several hours before meeting everyone. So that was really good. But I think in general, it's so nice to be able to, like you were saying, just talk about movies, just shoot the shit with everyone so casually after you kind of at first are feeling awkward, but then you're like, all right, yeah, we're here for everything. And I have to say um, a quick shout out to one of my closest friends, Mary. She went to the show to support us and she's not necessarily like an avid listener. She's not a major horror fan, even though I drag her to every horror movie I go to see in theaters because <laughs> she's a loyal one but she went she went to support us and she was so happy to meet everyone to see like from a third perspective right we were able to kind of get her viewpoint on what it's like to see us doing our thing and how the listeners are and she just kept telling me like this is incredible that some of these listeners even know you guys more than I know you which is nuts so like that kind of those kinds of interactions that was a fun like recap conversation with her just to get that perspective versus just ours of the meetup and listeners. So yeah, she had a great time. Love that so much. And also shout out to our listeners knowing us better than us because they hit me with some answers in the newlywed game where I was like, fuck, you're absolutely right. Why did I get that wrong about myself? <laughs> That's I true. As I was writing Max answer, people were writing it and showing it. I was like, what in the world? Like, I don't even know how to spell this. Like, how are you guys so fast? A and B, what the hell? You? It was wild. It was wild to, to see that, which, yeah. you know, that's why we're here because we're like each other. 
Also, shout out to Vero for writing Max answers for the newlywed game so he could continue eating his wings. All his wings. All of the wings throughout the, the entire end of the event. An How can hour. I not eat my wings? I'm very hungry, okay? And and <laughs> I ordered last. I wanted to make sure everyone else got a chance. These wings take time and they're delicious. And everyone's placing their orders. I'm like, okay, by this point, I believe everyone has had a chance to probably go up and order. I'll go ahead and put my order in. It's not my fault that I have bad timing. Maybe it is. but uh, And then, w- w- of course, when they finally are done... It's right as we're about to to play the newlywed game, and and showing your amazing wife is like I'll bring them up to you. Yeah. Don't like don't worry. You get up there, you guys get going, and literally as soon as like Chris starts speaking, <laughs> there's my wings, and I'm excited because one I'm hungry, two is jerk chicken, and that just sounds phenomenal. Three I've been smelling it all evening, and and it's now it's my turn. So you know of course I did imagine maybe I'll I'll just like have one, then I'll put them down. For a split second, because I was too excited about these. When 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 Chris sent the photo, like the day before, the two days before, whatever it was, saying like, "Here's what we're going to be having." I was like, "Oh, I already know what's going to happen." Okay, like if there's a 24 wing option, it's game on. Thankfully, thankfully there wasn't. And what was it? 10, 20, and they were all 10 of them were delicious. And I was not going to stop eating them till they were till they were completely completely gone. I don't know if there's a better food truck option. Maybe tacos. Maybe. Wings were perfect, though, especially like that combined with our amazing bartender. She was like the sweetest, most lovely person out there. <laughs> Incredible. Right. Human. Just constant smiles and and really a, a pleasure to work with. And by work with, I mean, ask to make me a, a tasty drink. My only regret there is like not getting one more, mm-hmm. one more because they were actually very good. Yeah, they were I, good. I agree. At one point, I approached her and I noticed a white bottle. And I looked at her, I looked at the bottle, I looked at her again, and I said, is that Malibu? She's like, of course it is. And I was like, you're my best friend. (laughs) And we instantly bonded. Oh, gosh. I felt seen. Honestly, and a big shout out to the folks at Independent Dream Factory who were our event coordinators in our venue. Also, the Wing King food truck, because man, how delicious was that food? Mac, I got mine. And I got my wings and I was so excited for them. And then again, bless Binks and some of our other friends who were keeping the show on the road because I was getting a little distracted. They're like, no, we got to go now for the newlywed game. I'm like, shit. <laughs> so I enjoyed my wings later, but I did get a couple in there and they were fire when they were fresh. But then we also had everything deluxe, who is our bartender for the night. And honestly, a great mobile bar option. I think if anyone is ever in Orlando or looking uh, to do to do anything for an event in Orlando, like these folks were absolutely incredible to work with and just so supportive. Like I could not feel more blown away by the level of their support. I think what was also wild was just like I had like, again, this almost what the fuck is this sponsor? Sorry. So good. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, sorry. Nathan nailed it. Nathan really got me. Nathan just derailed the show. Wow. Holy shit. <laughs> That's incredible. Oh, gosh. Okay. Hacker slash after dark corn hub community. <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. Man, my only regret is that we didn't have corn at the meetup. You know what? And the thing is that he does make a corn option. I think he just didn't have yeah, it Yeah, there that was night. corn on the menu. And no one got corn? <laughs> I didn't get anything. I didn't even have a wing. I got French fries. I only ate French fries. So fucking good. I was so overwhelmed in discussion. Wow. Okay. Cornhub.com. Fantastic. We have to make that into a thing next year, Nathan. Thank you. Okay. Um, I was having this like weird experience during the meetup because I was thinking about 
this, and again, and I hate to sound so sappy all the fucking time, but like, again, all my favorite people were gathered under one roof. And that is wild to me. Like, I am so particular about people and I find it very difficult to open up to a whole lot of people. But to have all of you there to do this thing that we've poured so much love into over the years. And then I think about where we were and we were just miles away from the place that I went to school or joined the Navy to go to school for. And the fucking food truck, Wing King, had wings that were named after my hometown. Like just the fucking meta layers of how perfect that night was. Still blows me away. That's wild. I, I think my our only regret has to be not getting the Friday the 13th tattoo in there. We just didn't have the time. Yeah. There was just no time. Yeah. Shout out to Rob and Britt who had matching tattoos. I know. They they did it. Next time, if we did something very similar, we should just hire somebody for the whole night to just hang out and tattoo everybody, you know? <laughs> just tattoo the whole night. Just keep uh, <laughs> circling around. All right. What do you want next? I might know some people. Oh, oh, there you go. Of course you do. Perfect. <laughs> I amend my earlier statement about what I hope for in the future. It's that we have a meetup that has like a like a tattoo artist on deck that is obviously friends with Vero because Vero knows everyone. And <laughs> I was just about I was just about to say that I know a couple great tattoo apprentices right now who'd probably be by the next time we have a Friday the thirteenth of October, they'll probably be A one and available. But damn no, Vero knows a lot of people. But I mean, the, the apprentice, technically, they have to get, like, a certain amount of, like, tattoos under their belt until they, like, graduate. They'd, be, they'd rank up. It's true. At, at one of these. They'd be like, I did them all. And technically, they're supposed to do the same tattoo over and over and over again until they get good. So Wow. Okay. So, looks like we've got a plan. I, I just want to point out this sentence of doing the same tattoo over and over again (laughs) until they get good which means that a number of people have some shitty fucking tattoos out there because this person was not yet good listen 90 no okay i want to say 72 percent of my tattoos are apprentice tattoos (laughs) from when i probably wasn't supposed to be getting tattooed so Nice. Yeah, I got the shitty ones so you can get the good ones. <laughs> I mean, I have some bad ones, but I'm just saying it's a funny concept to think about. I'm going back to memory lane now. I'm going to stop thinking of all the shitty tattoos I have. But I do have a lot of Friday the 13th. I think I have too many. I think I've reached too many. Um, but I'd still get one if we do it as a as a thing. I think you need to get to 13. I think I have them. I, I don't know. I'll count. I'll have Bobby count after. I don't even know how many I have. So, can I share? Can I share a secret? Well, I won't. It's not so much a secret. It's not, I'm being dramatic a little bit. We're talking about tattoos and how we didn't get one, but I actually realized just now in my head, I'm actually going tomorrow to get the knife from the hacker slash logo. What the fuck? Tattoo. Oh, what? yeah, yeah. I love it. So, what? Yeah, I ha- again, Mary, bless her heart. She was like, you didn't get your Friday 13th tattoo. We're doing this thing. So she, in her, you know, infinite wisdom and also networking skills, she knows an artist that is not too far from me and was going to, is so excited to do it. So, well, let me know how it turns out because I'm still fucking looking to get mine. Where are you getting it? I am 
you know, still undecided. <laughs> still undecided. Probably will be no, not in the middle of my forehead, Mac. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, like right here on the side, like a like the tear like the teardrop, you know, like a little Yo. like a teardrop. <laughs> no one would fuck with you ever. Yeah, that just means you you mean business. You know what I mean? <laughs> You're right. Yeah, for sure. I'll get all the guys with just the little tattoo of a knife on my eye. No, I'm thinking of doing it either below my my magnifying glass or maybe on my ankle again. Because here's the thing. My father also, earlier this week when I came back from the meetup, he saw me and said, you're not getting any more tattoos, right? And I was like, um, no, no, of course not. So <laughs> I have to strategize where I'm going to put this so that I can, if he notices again, I'll be like, no, that was already there. <laughs> Because that's kind of what I've been doing so far. The magnifying glass is unexplainable because that's on my wrist. And that's like, that was definitely not there. But so far, all the three other tattoos I have are all around my ankle. So I might have to finesse a little bit more. So we'll see. I hid my tattoos until I was like 24, I think. And I started getting tattooed at 16. So yeah, I had like my entire chest, most of my legs, like a lot. And um, my mom finally was like, I guess she, I think she found like a Polaroid of me or something. I don't know. Mm -hmm. And then she made me strip all the way down. And then she's like, is that it? And she was yelling at me. And I like took my socks off. And I was like, no, no, that's it. Because I have my feet tattooed. <laughs> yeah. My, my strategy was wearing socks because at the time, all of them were on my ankles. So I was like, oh, I'll wear socks until my father apparently has Instagram and didn't tell me because, of course, parenting. And he saw a picture of my ankle without socks on and said, what is that? And... From there, it's just doomsday wow. galore. I'm so glad my mom doesn't give a fuck. Because let me tell you, when I rolled up last year to get a small little like panel of Michael Myers and suddenly it turned into a fucking hand tattoo, that could have been doomsday. You have some tough tattoos. I'm the only one here who doesn't have one. And I feel I definitely feel left out. But I'm also the most indecisive. You know, I've spent almost 40 years going, I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> just get the fucking knife, Mac. Get the knife. You were so close too. If we had fa if we had actually gone in, I think you would have done it. Maybe you never. You will never know. You know, uh, it's it's possible. Schrodinger's tattoo. You almost got a little UFO. So close. Yeah, looking back on it. Okay, so next time we definitely need to get a tattoo artist hookup. But I think the best part of that night, on top of having just been hours away from Mac almost getting a tattoo, was the fact that. Some of these listeners were like, listen, we're meeting next year with or without you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's awesome. That is true. They did say that. And I love that for them. Can we do Salem? I want to, I don't know why everybody's going to Salem right now. And I was like, do I need to go to Salem? Am I missing out? Yeah, we do. Yes, we do need to go to Salem. Listen, so Salem actually was one of the top two vote options for this meetup. We were planning on going. We did find an available, like, or an affordable Airbnb or house situation where we could have stayed. But the housing or, like, the hotel options for just, like, our listeners coming in was outrageously expensive. That's why we kept it in Orlando. I mean, it's in September. Yeah, it's hard to go in, it's hard to go in October. September is Friday the 13th. Of this next year? The next Friday the 13th is in September, yeah. It's not necessarily our birthday, but it is Friday the 13th. Hmm. I can finagle that into my birthday trip. I was, ju I was just going to say, <laughs> somehow that could be Sean and I's combined birthday 
situation. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Wow. Well, shit. All right. Back to the drawing board, folks. All right. Welcome to Hacker Slash. Introducing your favorite horror podcasters. Wow! Wow! Oh, hey, that's a that's a clown back there. Oh my goodness! Wow! Oh my god! <laughs> wow! What are Holy we doing smokes. here? Hi, everyone. Tony, Tony with the Camp Crystal Lake. Oh my god! I'm about to cry, Brett. I'm about to cry. These costumes are amazing. Absolutely outstanding. Fantastic. Rob, I knew that yeah. we would not have a complete experience without you here to heckle us. Who the hell's wearing Jason? <laughs> Let's go. Wonderful, wonderful. Wow. Look at this. What a moment. Jessica, hi. So glad the traffic didn't treat you too badly. <laughs> wow. Diana! Everybody, thank you so much for being here. What an incredible time. I can't believe that you all have crossed the miles that you have crossed. I think uh, it's interesting to consider how the podcast has like reached across so many borders and reached across so many miles and zip codes. But to see you all here tonight is absolutely beyond anything I could have ever expected. So round of applause to y'all for showing up. The way things are going to go tonight, I'm recording some audio locally for us for later. Mac is recording some audio locally for later. But what we're going to do is actually record our 300th episode. So we're going to be recording this together. It's going to be a reflection on the years that have passed and where we want to go ahead. And you all get to be a very special part of that moment. Now, the other element of this is once we finish that recording, we're going to pause. We're going to have a little mobile bar situation. We're going to have a food truck. And then we're also going to have a fun little event for you all here present that is never going to be recreated again. We're not going to record. It. This is just a special moment for us. The cool so kids. Be great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. The cool kids, indeed. All right. I think without further ado, I think we're ready to get started with the actual episode. Yeah. Let's do it. This is such a big moment. And, you know, Mac, when we're considering, you know, how we're all setting up and thinking about what we want to do tonight, Mac had a pretty brilliant idea for how to bring you all along with us. I think everyone here knows that we need to sync up since we record remotely, except this time we need your help since you're here with us. So we're going to do two different syncs all together as one big old group. We'll count it down three, two, one, then we'll all say sync together and then we'll do it once again. So sounds good. All right. I think we're ready for number one. That's going to be three, two, one. Sync. sync. Nice. Okay. And number two, three, two, one. Sync. Sync. Amazing. Wow. Appreciate that. That'll make Chris's job a lot easier later on. It will. Thank you so much. I cannot wait to spend hours editing this. I'm going to relive every moment. (laughs) All right. Here we go. It's just so interesting to this all person. Okay. My version of Vero's initiation fully and completely into what Ryan is saying is that she needs to watch the mean one. Oh, yeah. In solidarity. 1000%. (laughs) Joke's on you, Rob, if you still haven't watched it yet. You definitely shouldn't. You definitely should not do that. Not worth it. Not with your time. Everyone has to see it once. I don't know about that. Maybe next if Christmas. If I had to suffer through it, somebody else has to. That's oh, no. that's a good point. I'll do it. I'm not scared. It, you Maybe. literally wouldn't be. <laughs> well, I mean, your voice is also just so damn good. Come on now. Right? I mean, you. Alexis's mom had a crush on you for a little bit. Wait, what? Yeah, I think that's Alexis true. also had a little crush for a little bit. And so He's did got she, a good so. voice. He does the job. That's that's the tea. Oh, 
Good for the moms. Good that, for the well, moms. Mac for the moms. No. That's going to be a t-shirt I don't want to see made. <laughs> I'm hitting the merch store later next week. Oh, no. Did everyone think they were dying when they pulled up today and that Chris set us all up for a horror movie? Yeah. 10 yeah. out of 10. Yes. <laughs> Commitment to a bit. I was okay. like, I don't know who's showing up, but is it actually Chris that's killing us? Is she the end of us? Yeah. You remember when y'all killed me in horror movie trivia? <laughs> yeah. Revenge, bitches. Okay. <laughs> 